We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And then sitting in with us, special guests from the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, Spike Eskin. Honored. Honored. And the number one villain among Warriors fans, Domin <laughs> Rangula. Domin, how you doing? Happy to do my part. True. Andy, where were you at 4 a.m. when Dario Saric signed? So I'm not going to lie, my buddy got engaged last night and uh, we went out to drink and I drank till around three-ish or so and uh, blacked out on the couch and uh, woke <laughs> up at around 7 a.m., looked at my phone and said, oh shit, Dario Sarge, there you go. So Sam, that's what I was doing. No shower. So we are in Vegas and I think Andy partied harder than us. Andy's spiritually in Vegas. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I couldn't be there in person, but I will be there in spirit. I uh, sobered up immediately. I felt I felt amazing. That was uh, it, it. Felt like uh, it felt like just like KD. Felt like July Fourth, twenty sixteen. Reminded me of uh, no. I mean, it, it was it was pretty pretty needed. For, I think for, for the Warriors and Warriors. Fans. It is kind of funny how this. if if you just take a step back, the level of thirsting we've done over Dario Saric yes. the last seven eight days. Like, yes, he. He's a very good stretch for something they don't have and they desperately need. Easily the best available one. And his skill set fits their system well, so it should work. But end of the day, we're talking about a guy who's sitting around waiting for veteran minimums. And we're like every day checking Twitter like, has he signed yet? Has he signed yet? As the if it life is of a team NBA podcaster is like, what are we going to do with our one veteran minimum yeah. spot left? Yeah. And it's it's funny. Well, I asked I asked Spike to come on before this, and it just works out perfectly because yep. he was on the 76ers. You actually know him decently. Yeah, we well. we love Dario, man. I, I'm I'm sort of jealous that you guys have him. I feel like every every Sixer who ended up leaving or failing, all I ended up thinking was like he'd be a good warrior. <laughs> <laughs> like if you go there, he'll end up being good. I think he'll be great. He he is he's got a quick trigger. He is confident as hell. He grinds. He works really hard. He is a super competent. He's used to doing everything. 
Before right. he came here, he was doing everything. So he's a real competent ball handler. He can grab and go, right? He 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 is not athletic and he is about nailed to the floor, but because he works so hard and he grinds so hard that he ends up being like a really competent defender, even though he doesn't profile as it, you know, his his physicality. He's he's he is not the he's not the athlete he was probably five years ago, but sure. he's a, a good player. He'll be great for you guys, I think. Seems like he's a good Steve Kerr is gonna love him. Everything you <laughs> yeah. <can love>. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, actually, so on the Steve Kerr point, so Spike, you say, you know, confident, quick trigger trigger, all that stuff. Does he take like bad shots or like or is is it just like is he a high IQ player or like because with shooters it go it can go either way like it's it's a double edged sword sometimes or a quick trigger or you know is he going to shoot too much for example Jordan Poole randomly taking a thirty five footer with twenty two seconds right. on the shot Jordan clock. Poole is an example of a confident player with a quick trigger. Well, we had him at a different time, right? And like so, this we the Sixers had him at a different time when he was. So his rookie year, I don't need to do the whole history of Darius Sarge, but after, oh, Embiid, after, Embiid, after Embiid got hurt, it was his rookie of the year award to win. So he became sort of like the primary guy. And even before he came to the Sixers, he was used to being primary offensive option. But what was interesting was as the team evolved around him and he had to become the, the, the you know, catch and shoot four guy, he did it. He did it totally now. And I think the bonus of him being that is if you need him to be, you know, go out there and, and try to carry the offense for five minutes or something, he's certainly willing. I don't know if he's capable anymore, but I don't think he's the sort of player who will, who's just sort of like freestyle on yeah. his own when he's a team guy. I, I think he'll be perfect. He's a, and I think he's a player, you mentioned Kurt. I think coaches love to have a guy like him. Seems like a good locker room guy too. Is that true? Was he was he liked in Philly? Hundred percent liked. Yeah, hundred okay. percent liked. Chemistry is one of those weird things where it's easy to overrate it, but when you see your team not have it, which was the case for the Warriors last year, it's like apparent how big a deal that is. Like you just you go nowhere if your team has bad vibes. It's clear that there's all these conflicting agendas. It you know it sinks before it has a chance of even uh, of, of swimming. Right. And so that seems like another part of this, like we'll, we'll, Chris Paul, maybe, maybe a wild card. <laughs> yeah. but every, every I'm other, so excited to talk about him. Yeah, every yeah. other move the Warriors have made and Sarge ties into this. It's like veterans who are good teammates, aren't going to cry if they're playing 12 minutes a game for a few games in a row. Um, and you know, then if they get called on, they'll be professional. And I think that, alone gets them back to potentially where they were two years ago where they ended up winning a title. Yeah, I, I, I think that is probably the more interesting thing about this whole summer, actually, for the Warriors. It's like a restoration of what was lost. And I think, you know, we might have a broader Bob Myers conversation, but whatever his, la like, sometimes you need a change there to also make a change, like, with a philosophical like regression back into what worked for the Warriors. Sometimes you need a change at the top to kind of shake things up a little. Bob Myers Ewing theory. We're running with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I mean, I mean, Bob Myers being an executive for as long as he was with the Warriors, like it's a taxing job. And you could, you know, I think people saying that he was checked out maybe a little extreme, 
But like the battles you need to have with ownership and uh, navigating what coach wants, what uh, what your owner wants, and Our trying to figure wants, that all, what a star player wants, like I, navigating all those things. Maybe at a certain point you just get exhausted and you start you stop fighting as hard for what you think is right, and that's when things sort of go haywire. And that's you know two timelines, well, et cetera, et cetera. Like you know who knows. I will be. I, I think the uh, the Bob Myers Mike Dunleavy. Um, difference is going to come down to Chris Paul because I don't Bob Myers. I think we can agree doesn't make that move. Um, Jordan Poole doesn't go for essentially a salary dump for a guy that's 38 years old um, on an expiring contract. Maybe he does it. I doubt it. Um, but I do think like Dario Sarch is a Bob Myers guy too, though. Like that, that's a player that Bob Myers would love. Uh, so I would be fascinated. But I, I'm with Sam on the the Warriors just just realize like dude, we're just not going to bring back the the low IQ guys like Jermichael Green. You're you're not smart out there, and you whine about playing time. Yeah, <laughs> right. And it looks like he's out of the league. Uh, same with Jordan Poole. Um, not the not the it's, brightest uh, basketball player on the court. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> and some just of these also, other guys. And like just being realistic, it's like you're not firing Steve Kerr. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson want to play the specific way he does. Stop trying to like force, uh, you know, young players who radically don't fit that play style into a roster. Like it's very, it is quite frankly, very Silicon Valley. It's like we can do all things at the same time. And it's like, you kind of can't. You kind of have to just pick a lane and try to excel with it. And so that's what, that's what their off season kind of looks like to me. It's like, we're the Warriors. We play basketball this way. We're not going to be the biggest or most athletic team, but we're going to move the ball better than anyone. We're going to shoot the ball better than anyone, and we're going to take our chances that that style wins out. I, I do. Uh, there is one player that probably still doesn't really fit, and they need him to be really good. So Jonathan Kaminga, we'll see. Um, he still doesn't really fit the way that they play. Um, he's still on the team. Yeah. He's still on the team. Yeah, uh, but his we'll role see. is greatly diminished now. Like, he has the yes. opportunity yes. to be kind of high-energy slashing wing off the bench. You know, in theory, if he's playing with Saric and, I don't know, they probably throw Clay out there and Moody. Like, the floor spaced. He can just be that guy who gets a bunch of layups and dunks taking advantage of that. Uh, and if he doesn't want to buy into it, they're not beholden to playing him because they only have six guys, you know, like that was part of the issue last year too. They didn't, Steve would bench him to send a message, but he'd bench him and play Anthony lamb who yep. is yep. not an NBA player. You know, like at this point, if, if, if he go through a spell where, you know, let's say he's regressing and they want to just take him out of the rotation, at least you got a handful of NBA caliber players you can play and feel confident that you can, you know, get through a couple of weeks. So, so, yeah, so pretty much the bench now becomes instead of kind of Wiseman standing in the paint with Kaminga standing in the paint and then Jordan Poole kind of doing his thing out there with Jermichael Green. And now it's Chris Paul running a pick and roll with Sarge, you know, pretty solid. And then you've got Clay spacing or Moses Moody spacing and Kaminga kind of having to kind of getting to do whatever he wants. I mean, it's theoretically, this is really good for the Warriors. This Chris Paul optimism from Warriors fans is just so disgusting. Like, you guys are. <laughs> I've never said, I've oh, never a said a negative thing about him Hold once on. in my life. You guys are wait a unbelievable. Hold a minute. Pot and kettle here. You <laughs> cheer for LeBron and you're a Lakers fan. Like you are the you are the example of a, a total sellout. Okay, we do not pretend to not be though. <laughs> that is that is my defense. <laughs> this week's Light Years podcast is brought to you by Factor. 
Now that we are in the thick of summer, you might be looking for a wholesome, convenient meals that support sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. Too busy with summer plans to cook, but want to make sure you're eating well with Factor. Skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality that you need. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back outside and soak up the warm weather. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. We also offset 100% of our delivery emissions source 100% renewable electricity for our production sites and offices. This July, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simple, simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavored packed meals delivered to your door. Again, it's ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Where can you find Factor? Head to Factor 75, factor75.com slash lightyears50 and use code lightyears50 to get 50% off. That's code lightyears5050 at factor75.com slash lightyears50 to get 50% off. Are, are are we going to talk Chris Paul? Let's yeah. I'm, I'm. I see it as a no lose situation for the Warriors. If it works out, he will ultimately end up winning with the Warriors in a role that's smaller than what he wanted. There's no scenario where it's like Chris Paul came and saved the Warriors. Do you think he's like a 23 minute a game guy or 24 minute I, a I game guy, so. something like that? Maybe starts even. I think I hope he doesn't start. Mm-hmm. My my take on the Warriors is if he agrees to come off the bench day one, I think they're going to have an awesome season because that alone, like you're putting the elephant in the room and you're getting rid of it. It's like I'm okay, guys. I'm 38. I realize at this stage of my career, 20 to 25 minutes per game off the bench is the perfect role for me. If I'm feeling it, maybe I play a little more with the starters. If I'm not feeling it, it's okay too. It's a long season. I'm old, that sort of thing. So if the opposite happens where, you know, pride, ego come in and he's like, I just, I'm always the starting point guard. I have to start. I have to start. And they do that weird, we're going to start him, but then we'll sub him out after three minutes. Then you're running into like, it won't be this bad, but then you're running into like Westbrook territory with the Lakers where it's like, they can't do what's best for the team because there's too much individual coddling going on. So I'll lay out, I, I've, been, I, I, I've been so fascinated by this. So I'll lay out sort of the pros of this first. First of all, Chris Paul is like, in terms of, he's been a pain in the ass at the places like where eventually he's run out as welcome. But that's because I think that he has not been surrounded around other people who are like as high IQ, maniacal about winning, like all that stuff, right? He's always run into people like he, gra- in, he grates people over time. He does, but like in Phoenix, for example, I think him and Booker were fine, but it was like him and Aiton, I don't know, and I don't know how that organization was at the time. Uh even in LA, like I, I just I have sympathy and Houston with James Harden. Like I have sympathy for him. I understand where there's like there's logical endpoints for where he's where, you know in those situations. He's going to be around Draymond, Steph, Steve Kurt. Like he, this is the best situation in terms of matching of the minds that I can imagine. Now, stuff like the playing style is very different. Could actually be a benefit, you know, around a more traditional offense when he's on the floor. Um, I 
sort of buy, okay, maybe he'll accept a bench roll from the jump. The one thing that I still don't buy yet is how happy will he be in crunch time of big games, a player like Chris Paul being happy on the bench. And that's the part because I maintain you have Chris Paul, you have Steph Curry. I I can see an argument of how they can make it work. Steph Curry, obviously one of the best off-ball players of all time. Like, I can see that. But you're talking about two small guards. And and I just... Yeah, but he's... He actually competes on defense. It's like, look at this way. The Heat went to the finals. The Heat went to the finals and they had very little talent for a team going to the finals. Their closing lineup was almost always Gabe Vincent, Kyle Lowry. The East is soft. Young and feisty and the East. When they went up against Denver. Kyle Lowry's young. Well, no, 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 no. But you, you, Steph Curry's not young either. So I'm saying you're, you, that's a very old compared to the rest of the league, old and small backcourt. And, and so my point is, is I'll buy all of this stuff, but Chris Paul has one thing missing on his resume, and that's a impactful playoff run to at least to an NBA Finals, which he hasn't had. And to think that he's not he's going to be fine being a bench player, a very clear role player. Um, in a regular season, I can see that. But if there's like a big game, uh, you know, against like the Celtics or the Lakers or whatever, and it's the last six minutes of the game and he's on the bench, I think that is where there's potential for I, friction. I just don't buy that they can't close with Steph, CP, Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond. Yes, it's so small. small man. So what? They did what what did they lose to Lakers? They out rebounded the Lakers playing that small. The, the size is not an issue for them. It's decision making and shot making. By the way, the Lakers got bigger too this offseason. They are we're all looking at the nuggets. Size is overrated. I, I truly Jackson believe Hayes, Jackson Hayes is really going to cook the Warriors. No, but not, so, so I, 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 actually, I don't like the center, center decisions. I can, I can see it but already. There's <laughs> wings and stuff that they added. The Lakers added that they got bigger at. I'm so I, like, I think size is not you. You guys crushed people with like when when Looney and Draymond played together, which they can't anymore because, you know, there's been no Draymond where Draymond is offensively. Well, they can't versus the Lakers. That's a very they can't versus AD. It's a very unique AD problem, and they're probably going to have to deal with that. So that's that's a that's a problem they have to figure out, no matter what. But I just I reject the idea they can't go with that small ball lineup in bursts. I know Andy disagrees with me on this one, but they don't get killed when they go that small in general. A lot of it comes down to not having to go that small for twenty five minutes. That's where you get worn down and killed. And it, but if it's like. Two minutes left, you're going to throw it out there and they're just going to run you off the court for the end of the game and you have two of the best ball handlers of all time with, with Steph and CP and four guys who can hit legitimate shots at you know two or three levels. I'm saying so two levels six minutes think. left in a game, you have, you have CP and Steph out together and CP is running the offense? I'm curious what they do there because they're clearly going to let Chris Paul do, you know, kind of the high pick and roll Chris Paul offense with the second unit. And I'm, I'm in favor of that. It's just like run something great, run something simple, like stop trying to force guys who have no chance to play like Steph Curry to try to play like Steph Curry when he's off the floor. That's what they did with Jordan Poole and it didn't really work. I'm curious how they're going to mesh them together because at some point, even if it is just a middle of the game thing where they play like five, six minutes mid second quarter together, they're going to have to figure it out. And, and I don't know. We'll see. I'm with, I'm with, I'm with Domin where there is Russell Westbrook on the Lakers uh, level of, uh, of of failure here. Uh, Cause 
Because CP3, I, I agree on the points where Chris Paul might close some games. He might not close some games, but I don't think it matters which games he closes. It's about the games that he doesn't. And there are going to be games that he shouldn't. Um, he's just not He's not Chris Paul of even three years ago. Um, there are going to be games that they shouldn't close with him. And is he going to be okay with that? It's hard for me to believe that they didn't make that trade, that him and Steph and Draymond didn't talk about him maybe coming off the bench or Maybe not sure. closing games. Maybe they didn't talk about it. That wouldn't be great, in my opinion. But it feels like they might have talked about it. But again, you never know until it actually happens. I also um, th- it does feel like it's going to work in the regular. Look, season. when when I hear that though, I look. I, I'm not comparing them as players because I respect Chris Paul and I think well, Russell, he can hit a shot. Russell Westbrook is a different. He he's he's always been like just of one mind and he plays one way and that's always the case. I don't think Chris Paul is that. But the notion of they might have talked about it and they're okay with it. That is where I'm just like, even if they talked about it, I seriously, like, we're talking about a competitor at that level. I, I just, I think that uh, this is just my stance where I think that is where the tension is going to be. I think that him leading second units with a more traditional offense, uh, for example, I think will be great for Kaminga because Kaminga's maybe needs some of those traditional reps that, you know, that kind of easier force reps. Feed him, force feed him lobs, like right. simplify it, the it game could, for him. Great Steph's for also a better teammate than LeBron. So, you know, it, it's pretty. Hey, like, let's settle down. That, you know, hey, like, let's settle down. Hey, Kevin, Kevin Durant players, never so. left LeBron. That's a fact. Yet. Um, <laughs> I mean, Kevin Durant <laughs> yeah. can't win without him either. I do, th- <laughs> I do think uh, the more I'm thinking about it as you guys are talking about it, like the start the Warriors have will be imperative because if they get off to a hot start, it's pretty hard to complain if you're 15 and five about your role. If they get off to a rocky start and they're like nine and 11, then yes, I would expect Chris Paul to be like, um, I should be starting you guys. This isn't working. I have more to give. Put me in the lineup. Uh, They always talk about like how Andre Godala didn't want to come off the bench during that first title run but they just didn't lose. So how can he go complain that like, you know, I'm better than Harrison Barnes. I should be starting. Yeah, well, we're 18 and two, you know, we're 22 and three. You know, it's like at a certain point, you just, you can't say anything if it's working. So, and that's to Russell Westbrook point. That's why that became just worse because they never got off to a good start. Nothing ever worked there. And so it led to like, the issue is not that I'm starting. The issue is I'm not allowed to play my game. I'm not allowed to do this. So to, uh, to, to bring the season it back, will be defined to, in the first five games of October. That's uh, what I'm saying. Uh, again, and I'm, I'm not comparing them as players. I seriously respect Chris Paul. Um, the issue with Russ, even when he was from, he, he was on the bench. The problem still came when he wasn't closing games. I'm going to keep coming back to that. We're talking about Chris. Uh, again, this is the one thing missing on his resume. He could retire tomorrow and he's going to historically be not very much different if he plays two, three more years unless he has an impactful finals run. And listen, a team like the Lakers is will happily give him that starting spot. So I, I just you, 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 that is sort of where I'm coming from from all of this. The only thing I think about when you guys talked about the conversation that potentially Steph and Draymond and Chris Paul had, all that kind of stuff. I, I like how we assume Clay was in no way involved in this yeah, conversation. There's no, he was on a boat He was just asking about right? how this on impacts Instagram uh, Live. His, yeah. Yeah. He, was, he was just asking how it impacts his I'm surprised his, uh, shoe he even sales. knows that Chris Paul's on the team. Yeah. So. <laughs> but anyway. People do not have direct, hard conversations like that. They don't do it. Especially just in my history. You put those guys in a room, there is no way on God's green earth 
they're having an honest face-to-face conversation where Steph Curry and Draymond Green are looking Chris Paul in the face and saying, we want you to come off the bench. An honest conversation, and Chris Paul is going, yes, here are my troubles. Here are my worries. Don't worry about it. It is a 20-minute conversation where they're all bullshitting each other, talking about how it'll be great. That's it's just that, that I'm, and I'm, that's not negative about them. It's just how people in those situations, unless there is somebody in that room, unless there is a manager, there's a coach or a, an executive in yes. that room who forces them to have that conversation and pushes everyone that's to Steve's all of job. the hard parts, that's the hard part. And and the the closing the game thing is a real thing. I actually think that the best thing that can happen for Chris Paul, my my perception would be, I agree with with both of you, is that there needs to be something that is that he gets praised for that is specific to him. There needs to be a part of the game, whether it is the beginning of the game, the end of the game, or in the middle of the game, that is Chris Paul's part of the game. So publicly, he can in his head. Feel like he plays an important part, an in important thing. role. Yeah, just so so it's not. Oh, I like, can already hear it. Six man of the year campaign, for I, sure. Though, Fitz, yeah, Fitz is, yeah, that's Fitz's number one job. That's all he's going to talk about. You know how he's they've not had a player who can stabilize the the team when Steph's off the court ever. I know Kevin Durant was good, but he couldn't do this. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true though. He needs oh he needs God, something. That's he, a good one. Yeah. By the way, oh, by the way, it oh, might be true. Just, it oh, might be true. Man. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I do. <laughs> I mean, the, well, by the way, yeah, the, if they do that, KD's going to be on Twitter going insane. <laughs> the uh, the other thing that will help too is obviously he gets hurts every every playoffs because he plays too much. Yeah. I right. mean, I mean, the, you could there is a, there's a world in which he, That's the easier, he wins uh, two playoff games yeah. because he's not ground into dust. That you is know, the, during the regular. That season. is the easiest way to sell it to him. You know, you're 38. Uh, you, you know, you, you're missing more and more games. Wouldn't you rather play 70 games and be healthy in May playing 20 minutes a night? 50 than, games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Then, then, you know, play 35 minutes a game and, you know, your, your hamstring is just cooked come February or something. That's the regular season sell. But I, I really think it comes down to big playoff game, three minutes left, tie game, and Chris Paul's on the bench. And, and I'm, that is. But I think there will be some games where he is not. Yeah. You know, I, he's good player. He's a good ball handler. There's that that lineup that you were talking about. If he's healthy, that's a fucking tough playoff lineup in a, the last last minute of a game to guard. I think you know Austin Reeves is shutting that uh, down. The, it, relax. The, uh, <laughs> the, the the Steph Clay and Poole lineup two years ago was pretty effective. It kind of fell apart in the postseason a little bit, but Poole is still extremely effective himself in limited minutes. So to Sam's point, I'm kind of toe in the line here I, I can see the Steph Clay and CP a lot of the reasons for what that why that lineup didn't work outside of obviously they can't play defense is that anytime you get the ball in Clay or Poole's hand that shit's going up and that doesn't work <laughs> when neither of those guys are as good as Steph uh and, and so I think with with Chris Paul you would imagine that he gets the ball and he might dribble the air out the ball but he's gonna get he's gonna make the right play my fear though is that Steph is a much better on-ball player and off-ball player than Chris Paul. So now you're sacrificing. Yeah, does he Steph slow? Does he slow player. it down too much? Does does that like have diminishing returns for the other guys? That'll be. But it feels like Steph wants that, though. Is it, I'm going to be honest. It feels like Steph wants that. I think Steph looked at that Lakers series and said and says to himself, "Dude, I'm the only one fucking here that can dribble." I mean, part and not of make a dumbass play every other possession. You guys, that's why <laughs> that's, sure that's why LeBron wanted like. Russ. You guys are repeating that. I'm but telling- I mean, just to be just to be clear, that's part of the reason he was always 
more supportive of Jordan Poole than yeah. the other veterans on the team because he he felt like we need someone else who can create a play if a team you know blows up our our motion offense. I need someone who can do something off the dribble. Now that doesn't mean Jordan Poole did a good job at it last year, but like conceptually, I completely understand why he wanted to have another guy who could create a play just just to mix it up because otherwise it's just like all right clear out Steph iso that's all we got going but i mean like so again we're we're talking about the warriors coming back and and sort of regaining those vibes what is the defining play of the Steph warriors it's crunch time Steph with the ball gets trapped dumps it to draymond draymond goes downhill and they make he makes a play and so that's where in a crunch time situation i i always am in favor of getting Steph the ball. And so that's why I keep coming back to crunch time. And Chris Paul off the ball is still plenty capable, and I don't know what his catch-and-shoot numbers are. I'm sure they're fine. Uh, but that's like... I, I mean, I, he did it with the Rockets. With the Rockets, they would uh, stagger him and Harden. But end of the game, they're both saw, out I there. Saw, I saw. Yeah, and obviously it's not the, the offense I'm hoping to replicate. But the point is, he was he would function off ball when Harden would be the one who'd close games with the ball in his hands. So it's not like he's incapable of doing it. It's just like it's weird to have someone like Chris Paul not want to put the ball in his hands. Yeah. But it is what it is. Also, like I don't think I, he he I, he never had an issue deferring to Harden in those situations. I'm sure he sees the same thing with Steph. He knows who the best player on the team is. He knows who who well, definitely see. the best scorer on the team is. So, I mean, to your point, Sam, you talked about the mindset. Um, he didn't care too much for James Harden's mindset. I mean, what did he dislike about James Harden? Was it the ISOs or was it the 4 a.m. you know buffet? Both. So it was the latter. Both. It was the latter. Well, <laughs> I yeah, mean, maybe, he, he, you're he, not going to get that with the Warriors. So he that, hated he hated that James Harden didn't do anything off ball. So obviously, Chris Paul's you know he's one of the best at that all time. So philosophically, he had problems with James Harden's game as well. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, it's. I love the it. One thing, by the, the way, one the thing, reason I have so many takes on this is I'm fascinated by this whole experiment because it could be really fun. Like there is a realistic chance that they decide midseason it's not working. Like the the negative scenario happened. He can't handle coming off the bench. They start him. They're a 500 malaise team. Well, he's an expiring contract. They trade him to the Sixers for an unhappy James Harden. Exactly. <laughs> Is that, oh that, that's what that's what like that's what late Chris stage, Paul's a Laker. My my whole agenda here is I want Chris Paul as a Laker. Yeah, what was I gonna say that's what late stage light years is. We we slowly one by one take all the villains in <laughs> and, just, and just like have a miserable experience with them on the team. You have Tobias at the deadline Together. for Chris Paul. <laughs> hey, you replace replace yeah, he maybe might, maybe Chris solid, maybe Russ Russell Westbrook gets a buyout and maybe he can take Chris Paul's role on your team. <laughs> just start accumulating your enemies. Russ the warrior. Yeah. Was, this I, is the uh, exact scenario as the Lakers, though, where, where Chris Paul doesn't work out, so now they got to trade him, and then all of a sudden the Warriors go on a big second-half run and, and run out of gas in the postseason. I think that's also the interesting thing with the Warriors. Like So much of this entire run has been defined by continuity. They've not been a team who makes big deadline deals and is you know, shipping the ro- half the roster in and out every season. Well, now they are. Uh, And I think that's just the reality of where they are with the salary cap. You know, they're way over, way into the tax. They don't have the flexibility they used to. They also don't have a bunch of dudes in their mid to late 20s where you're like, yeah, we 
don't need to make a bunch of moves because we think we just need to work on it internally. We'll be fine. And this might just be the way it plays out uh, with the core three for the duration uh, of their time as Warriors where, you know, you have a little less continuity and it's a lot of, you know, let's see who we can get with our limited avenues to acquire to acquire players. Which I think is a reasonable strategy. I think the 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 right move, which is the shift of this summer, is we are going to squeeze everything we can out of Steph, Clay, Draymond. We will use whatever assets at our disposal, whatever flexibility at our disposal to try to win every year we have these guys. And then we'll figure out the rest of it later. Like, we'll, we'll figure out three years in three years. We don't need to worry about that right now. Yeah. I mean, that definitely appears to be the direction they're going. And I wish they came to that conclusion when they won a damn title two years ago. I know. But they had to play with their food and, like, prove they're the smartest team in the world last year and embarrass themselves. So, anyway, here we are. Light years, baby. <laughs> Who knows what would have happened if Draymond Green didn't knock out Jordan Poole? I'm being honest. I don't, no, I know. Who knows That's what true. would happen? I honestly, I honestly downplayed it at the time, but it clearly, you know, had a very big lingering impact. I just, a few people have reported it, and it's it's stuff I know Andy and I have heard all year. It's like it, the punch might have just been the the final straw, but right, like, right, yeah. Pool wanted to start. Yeah, he yeah. was complaining about that well beforehand. He probably said something that got him uh, about that that got him punched. Like we all saw the the wow, like the look at you, you just video for you know? an abused person. There's <laughs> a lot of victim blaming. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, victim. A lot of shame. victim blaming. Oh, really, just a, just he was. He asked for it. This is the kind of stuff that comes from this podcast. <laughs> I don't do better, Sam. Do better. Do be better. better. Yeah. Be better. <laughs> I'm I'm not even blaming him. I'm just saying the Warriors didn't want to confront the situation, which is, yeah, they had three starting guards, but they could only start two of them, and the third one was not going to be happy and would increasingly just drift farther away from the team. You know, like they they had to either figure out how to convince Clay to come off the bench or come to reality that you know you should probably trade pool before. Um, before this whole thing blows up. But I just think it was trending that way no matter what. And the punch was just kind of like the final straw. It's like it, it probably validated every like, you know, negative thought he had. Oh, they're never gonna treat me as fair as, you know, Clay and, and Draymond and those guys. So it is what it is. They've um, moved on. Jordan Poole wanted to start. Uh he started in the postseason last year. Uh yeah. not not the one that the Warriors lost him with the championship season. And then if you recall, Steph comes back and he comes off the bench <laughs> to try to prove a point. Um, so it, it, I think Sam's right, but uh, yeah, the, the the punch is insane. I mean, Draymond's out of control, but you know what can you do? I mean, that's he's a really interesting thing. Anywhere. Will I, he he's punch? Never going anywhere? Okay, Dario will punch him the the hell back. I'll tell you what, if he punches Dario, <laughs> Dario, yeah, it, it doesn't seem might like, not be a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> someone someone needs to do it because you know he He's he had the tirade at KD, and you know that wasn't yeah. a physical punch, but it was clearly out of out of line. And then you know, then then you just have the punch of pool. Someone needs to just stand up to him. Dario somewhere. come from a war torn nation. That dude is not. Getting punched by Draymond Green and sitting there. I, I want to say, when is uh, a Draymond CP3 altercation? Because that's the that's that's yeah. That's the you know fun. the two stubborn guys who will say the thing that you know 
most people just keep to themselves. I and guess, Spike will appreciate this. Draymond and Chris are takesmen on the court. They have very strong takes yeah, about they do. how to play basketball. Yes. And they will let you know if they disagree with what you're doing. By the way, I, I, I want to defend Draymond Green for a second. Um, I thought he was very polite and professional against the Lakers and LeBron. Shut up. And, wow. and I, I just, I wanted wow. to, I, I wanted to <laughs> My mic was shut off. <laughs> this week's Light Years Podcast brought to you by Game Time. Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Light Years, L Y G H T Y E R S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code Light Years for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's pivot this to several league a little bit before we get, get have to get out of here. Wemby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bust. <laughs> that was one of the weirdest atmospheres I've ever been at um, to watch basketball. Like it, it had the level of anxiety and uncomfortableness of a playoff game. Yeah. Well, you're talking about most people have never watched him. Right. All they do is they, they've seen highlights on TV. Which look ridiculous and fake. Totally yeah. ridiculous. And then you get there. It's almost like if you have a favorite band. Right. And a new album comes out. And you bring it home. And you play it. And you know in your gut it is not good. <laughs> but you are not ready to accept that it's not good. So you start listening to it more and more. Everybody in that building was like, fuck, man, he looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but they weren't ready to say, they weren't ready to start like they booing him to or laughing. For something. Yes, they wanted it to be good. So. I, 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 when, when the gym erupted, when he had like a nice bounce pass, that's when I knew <laughs> yeah. everyone was coping. And like, look, it's one game. He was probably nervous. Summer League is a terrible atmosphere for bigs to, yeah. to play in general. So like, don't take this as me saying he's actually a bust, but like, man, that was a bad... Yeah, I, for a guy I, who's built as the biggest prospect since LeBron James, that was not the first impression uh, people were expecting. Yeah, no, I just want yeah, to reiterate. He's not LeBron. I just want to reiterate, though, the environment was because so we got there like we were there hours before. The arena was packed. Uh, the last time I saw, so by the it, way, the Scoot Amon game was actually really fun. It was, it was really awesome. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Scoot looks amazing. Yeah. Um, but. So the environment was great. Everybody was anticipating that. We were all like, we were kind of booing at the end of that uh, Scoot game because we're like, oh, don't go to overtime. Like, we want to see Wemby, Wemby, Wemby. It was all about that. Wemby comes out. You know, people are losing their mind. Everybody has their phones out. Everybody's standing. And yeah, the palpable tension was just like, it was like murmurs every time you had the ball and there would be like, there would be like a nervous applause. It really is like nothing I've, I've really experienced. Everyone cheering anytime he touched the ball yep. 
which like at first was like, okay, yeah, people are hyped. But then once he was playing poorly, it you just feel bad for a guy because it's kind of patronizing. Yeah. He looked bad during warm-ups. Yep. Domin knows this. Yes. He yeah. did. Yes. He, he didn't make a single jumper in warm-ups. He, 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 he missed dunks. He missed a dunk yeah. in warm-ups. Yeah, it, yeah. I wonder. It, look, watching him, it, it became clear Curse to me. Of Brist- Curse of Brittany? He, yeah, he might have been. Hey, this he, is her city. Like, now we know for sure. Do not mess with American royalty Britney Spears. <laughs> he's going to have to become a sick pa- uh, shooter. He just He's going to have to. Yep. Because the, the thing that is most amazing to watch him when you're watching highlights, is you're like, wow, a 7-4 guy dribbling like that. But you can't, there's too much, you can't do that in the NBA because you'll get picked all the time if you're that tall. So the thing that looks coolest on video just doesn't have the same kind, it doesn't translate. He's just going to have to become a great shooter, which he probably will be. But I wonder. I wondered watching it. I've always. I started to wonder it this year. Do you think if everyone, online people, teams, had to scout without knowing what anybody else thinks, so everyone who does a a, oh, you, like, a, a how big much board, group, how much how much group, group think? think, like how different would big board? Because it's amazing how everybody settles on the same general right. top ten. Yep. Who's the best one? If Except no, for Dean. If no one was allowed to look at anybody else's lists, how much consensus would there, would there be? Like, would Wemby would Wemby be number one to everybody, or would there be people who had him eight who didn't know that he was supposed to be a generational? You know what I mean? Like, it's I, fascinating. I I wonder how many people have been taken two or three simply because everybody. And I'm talking about people who work for teams, right? People who are, because when I go, like, I'm not a professional, right? But we have to go and talk about draft picks. All I do is start looking at everybody's, like, what, top what is, 50. What does Gavoni say? What is Yeah. This is, it's say, classic like anchoring, right? Yeah. If if everybody has him ranked at four, you might get somebody who says, ah, I like him closer to three or two or five or six. But yep. you're right. Yep. If you start from nothing, how nothing. different is your board going to look? That's it's, it's just true. It's really fascinating. I, which, which is to me, I think for it's not about Wemby because I think Wemby in this, no matter what, I mean, you just you just look at a seven four guy. I think most like of the time, that. I think defensively, yeah. sure, yeah. I, I mean, even offensively last night, I, I think it's fine. I mean, worst comes to worst, guys, he's Anthony Davis. It's just defensively, he's going to be so freaking good. Um, but I think the Brandon Miller scoot one never made sense to me, and and it kind of look it's summer league, but man, Brandon Miller stinks, and and it's just like he was a <laughs> consensus number two, consensus. And I'm like, I don't even notice this dude half the time he's on the court. And he might end up going down the Brandon Ingram route where he sucks for three years and he's awesome. So I will watch Scoot and you're just like, oh, my God. And and again, it's summer league. But I'm just saying, how why was it so obvious that Miller's why is it so obvious that everybody has Brandon Miller number two and Scoot is number three? Um, I I think I'll share one Brandon Miller anecdote that I learned yesterday. You know who's coaching the Hornets summer league team? (laughs) Lamelo Ball's trainer. Yeah. Um, Charlotte might be a mess. Yeah. So, yeah. so might be. Everyone's seen that Michael Jordan has sold it, but the new ownership group hasn't taken over. So it appears like it's basically just rudderless. And he's like, yeah, I'm out of here in two weeks. Go do what you want. So I wonder if that's making him look worse. Like they don't have a serious roster. They don't even have yeah. any one of their coaching yeah. staff. Like, I, that stuff can't be a positive. I don't. I agree with Andy. I, so, <laughs> well, just I. I haven't watched any of these guys. Sixers didn't have a draft pick this year. We didn't have time. I, I haven't watched any of these guys. 
I just watching, and I know it's one game, but sometimes, sometimes the more you get into this shit, the worse you see it. The, the sometimes yeah. like yeah, just yeah, stepping yeah. back and watching. I watched Scoot Henderson for five minutes. And I was like, that guy is fucking awesome. He was awesome. Man. There is no way I can watch one guy and say he's awesome and then watch another guy and be like, uh, I don't know, okay. And and the, the I don't know, okay guy is the guy who is <laughs> consensus over the awesome guy. I watch enough basketball to know if somebody's awesome or not. And Scoot Henderson is awesome. So I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back to Wemby because I think there's it's, it's still so fascinating. I will say, so with Summer League in general, um, we can we absolutely overrate good performances, right? So like, sure. I forgot what year it was where um, Kevin Knox was playing with the Knicks yeah. summer league, and I left that arena that day and I watched all the games that day. I'm like, Kevin Knox might be the best player of this draft, right? Like, it's just you can <laughs> yeah. you can you can overreact to good games, but what I do think is we can sometimes underreact to bad games, and also. I think that if a second year player is not looking good at summer league, that's always that's that usually was. a very good indication that this player is not going to pan out. So with underrating bad games, we can do the sort of boring, which you know, the boring, probably correct analysis of Wemby is he's fine, he's going to be good, he's going to be awesome. Too a much, player that size, too much hype. He was always going to take more time. Right. He hasn't even grown and, into his body. And blah, I, blah, I, blah, I, blah. I like yeah. how Spike. This was we were talking about this like months ago, right after the draft, maybe. And like there, we started hearing things of like, oh well, Wemby is going to be really good defensively to start, but the offense will be a little rough. And like Spike was like, man, that's bullshit. We were sold like a generational, better than LeBron prospect. So that's. But yeah, yeah, come in and fucking be awesome if yeah. that's what you're supposed to be. So what I'll say about Wemby to 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 try to be like uh, to provide a rational, pessimistic take about what I what we saw <laughs> about Wemby, I there were multiple points that game where I forgot that he was subbed back in. Right, I was just like, oh, he's back. Like he didn't stand out in a lot of ways that I expected somebody who looks like him would. He when things weren't going well. He got more and more passive. You were joking about it. You're like, I don't think he's going to get double-digit points today. He didn't get double-digit points, right? No, no, he did not. He got increasingly passive. He, it looked like he was sort of in his head, like, oh, my God, this is not going as I thought it was. And he was being challenged physically by all the players on the court. He's going to have that target on his back forever. Like, this is – people are like, oh, they said you were better than LeBron. Well, we're going to show – like, we're going to go through your chest. And that physicality in summer league looked overwhelming to him. That and I thought that okay, he's seven four. You know, he's working on his body. We saw, we read all the Windhorse stories about how much he's working on his body, and that's what I was very bullish about him. I'm like, you know what? Uh, we're overrating. We're 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 over discussing how slender he is, but he physically did not look imposing at all. He was blocking shots at the rim. I think he'll 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 have a good say, rim the, protection at presence the, at the on on the other side. He was blocking things from just weird angles. Yeah, yeah. At that part yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like, God, how long are his? He's arms? gonna block he's a lot everywhere. of three pointers this year. He's gonna surprise a lot of people. He blocked a three pointer with his feet at the free throw line. Yeah, like, that crazy. was kind of like so. So if I just take away like yes, the performance was really disappointing in context of the hype. But then you get some plays like that where you're like. 
Well, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen anyone do something like that. Yeah, but that's like when you're like, yeah, I guess the fourth song on the album is good. It's like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> People are sleeping on it. Yeah, screen is, Sam's counting his screen assist. No, but like that, 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 that forceful eight. impact, that forceful impact, like he should not, in my opinion, in Summer League or anything like this, he should not look like he is disappearing on the court. He multiple times yesterday, and again, I guess this is the first game, could be overwhelmed by the moment, you know, the crowd was kind of, it was, it, you could feel the tension in the room, so I'll give him that grace. And he, listen, the second game, he could go out and dominate, right? That wouldn't surprise any of us. But it is a cautionary note for how this regular season would look. And quite frankly, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the sports book later and I'm going to see, well, you know, what odds we can get on like a scoot rookie of the year or. I This or, morning I saw him as plus 350 and Wembenyama was minus 200. Yeah, so I might I might Ooh. bet on Scoot. I might put a little taste on Scoot, maybe a little taste on Chet, because I do think this could be a slow process. And the Spurs are notorious about this, right? Just look at how they brought along Kawhi. It's going to be they're probably not going to feature him much on offense early on. Focus on his defense. Focus on getting his body right. And so it could just be a slow burn. Um, but I, I wasn't as entertained <laughs> as I as, as I thought I would be. Uh, you bring up Chet, by the way. I'd be fascinated to watch those two guys play for the first. I, it's, it'll be my first time watching those the two guys. Spring Mantis play. versus Daddy Long Legs or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll they be are. fast because uh, the the Wemby stuff. I guess maybe my final thoughts on him is that um, thought that shot was going to be a little bit better. But again, it's just, it's just game. I mean, yeah, it, actually, I've seen the other game that he that played. So we were watching his shot pretty closely. It looked like a. Sh- I didn't like the form, man. It was like a shot put kind of form that I. Has he? He hasn't shot well in the in in his league. Right, twenty seven percent from three. Yeah, the percentages yeah, are not good. It's a little Porzingisy where you're like, it looks good, but then you look at his like Basketball Reference page, you're like, it's a lot of thirty three percent shots. I'm gonna be yeah, a hater, man. I'm gonna be a hater. Though, I don't think the maybe? shot looked that good. Definitely some of it. I mean, like the volume of fadeaways and like you know, like quite frankly, Kevin Durant shots he takes. Um, yeah, he probably was taking step more, backs and side probably steps. more than you want him taking. Yep. Yeah, he was know? taking side yep. steps yep. and and step backs. He's seven four. You Dude, know, he it's just was like- airballing. He was doing the thing where the ball hits the backboard and goes straight down, like next to the rim that Ben Simmons does. I don't know. Like, oh, I look, he is wildly talented. He is sick to watch. He'll probably become a really good shooter. All that kind of stuff. I think I'm more interested. The, the thing that impressed me the most, aside from the defense, was like he's a good passer. He seems to yes. see the floor pretty well. Yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm he he could end up being like a a more different player than anything that we've seen. I'm I'm just curious to see like what he ends up being, like what he ends up being good at. He, you can just early impressions having seen him yesterday and a couple other times I've watched him. Like he definitely sees himself as Kevin Durant on offense and Anthony Davis on defense. Yes, and that's what he wants to become. Uh, and and maybe he will. Honestly, maybe it's just one of those things where it's like. You know, he's 19, wait till he's 23, and that, you know, 27% turns to 38% on three or something like that. Maybe, maybe it does come around that way. I just, the thing that is, I'm going to walk away with from yesterday is like the hype was way ahead of where he is as a player right now. And it's totally. not his fault, but it's just like, man, I, I, I thought, I thought, I mean, the gym sold out. People people came specifically because they thought this is the next, like I said, Kareem, LeBron, like it, chosen prodigy from, you know, 
childhood type of player. The one thing I'll push back on what all of you are saying, well, specifically Sam and Spike both said it, I am not right now buying it's a foregone conclusion that his shot, he's going to be a good shooter at some point. Because I do think I question that form. And I think the percent, like we always overestimate just how much people can improve their shooting. For sure. And because we always say the only thing that he's lacking is a jumper. And so many times it, it he they end their career not having a jumper, right? And if if Wemby can get from 27 to 33 or 34%, Guess what? A player of his size, shoot all the threes you want. If you're not actually making people pay at like a high, high degree level, I think that that diminishes your potential impact. I just wonder at what point yeah. Pop gets him to stop taking the one-legged fadeaways. It's like, dude, <laughs> no one's blocking your shot. Just keep your legs straight and, yeah. and, and do a set shot from... Because he could he could literally just do a set shot from three. And yeah. that might be sure. all like it takes Manute to... Manute Bowl and Channing Fry, like all those just Sam Perkins just sat there and most, just Most seven-footers. Yeah. yeah. Like pretty much all of them except for Kevin Durant. Yeah. I mean, if there's one place that can fix a shot. True. Yeah. Hey, Chip, that Chip England guy, he's in OKC now. Yeah, he's not there anymore. He's in OKC, the longtime Spurs coach. Maybe he'll fix Ch- maybe he'll fix Chet shot. Chet shot does look good. But, uh, maybe he's already done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll get out of here on that. The OKC, the OKC team. Yeah. All right, Spike, Domin, appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is fun, man. Thank you. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com